Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today is the Feast of the Archangels. Uh, what a great and glorious day for us who have these amazing creatures as our guardians, protectors that lead us and inspire us. Uh, by God's great mercy, he created them to be uh, a part of our lives too. And I have a very special guest with me today. There is a movie out today about St. Michael called St. Michael Meet the Angel, and one of the priests in that movie is with us today. His name is Father Wolfgang Seitz, and he's with us now. Welcome, Father Wolfgang. Yeah, good morning. Thank you very much for inviting me to your show. Also, good morning to all your listeners. Thank you, Father. Now, with a name like Father Wolfgang, you must be from Austria. No, I'm from no. Germany. <laughs> Germany. Very but almost, good. you almost got it. <laughs> close, but no cigar. So well, thank you for coming close. on today. I know it was very short notice, uh, but we, this is important. Um, we want people to know about the movie, and, and we want people to know what the movie is about. So just to begin with, first tell us a little bit about you. I was just looking at um, the order that you're with, uh, the Order of Canons Regular of the Holy Cross. And I must say, if I had to pick six benchmarks, six pillars to found an order on, the things that you highlight on your website, adoration, solemn liturgy, the passion of the Lord, contemplative and active components, the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Holy Angels, you have got it right. That is wonderful. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about the movie. Yeah, I was born in Germany, as I said, uh, my parents were farmers, and um, then I entered the order in Austria in our mother house first, that was in the 90s, and then I was sent to Portugal, where our order was actually founded in 1131, but uh, to make the story, uh, story short, the order was extinguished in 1834 by the secular Freemasonry government. Um, they simply extinguished all the orders. The, the, the battle was against uh, the Catholic Church especially. So our order was extinguished. And then in 1979, John Paul II restored the order at the initiative of the Opus Sanctorum and Shalom, the work of the Holy Angels, and the bishops of Portugal. So that's a, that's a short story. So we are like a new, it's not a new foundation, but a revival of an ancient order with a lot of... Um, 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 did a lot for the uh, for Portugal at the time. So the history of Portugal is actually unthinkable without our order. If every histori historian knows that. So, but now uh, already the order in the past had a very special devotion to Saint Michael. So every day there was celebrated a second mass in the evening in honor of Saint Michael. Every single day there was also an octave, 
for the Feast of St. Michael, there was at that time September 29th. Today it's all three archangels, actually all the angels. So there's a little bit of uh, a historical background of our order, and we have houses in Portugal, two houses, Brazil, two big houses, Colombia, Mexico, United States, India, Philippines, Germany, Austria, Italy. I think that's uh, most of the houses we have. Well, that's wonderful. May you flourish. Uh, so you were invited to be part of this movie. Are you an expert on angels? I don't know if I'm an expert. I mean, uh, <laughs> we have the apostles. I don't know. We have the apostles, the Opus Sanctorum Angelorum. It's the book of the holy angels. And our special one mission given to us by the Holy See is to spread devotion to the holy angels and also consecration to the holy angels. What I think is very important, so we all know about the consecration to the sacred heart, the consecration to the immaculate heart, and these are really sources of grace for us, especially the sacred heart, the source, and then the Blessed Mother, she is the dispensatrix of all graces. And then, but the angels are also a very important member in this chain of communication of grace, as Thomas Aquinas points out, Francis Sales, uh, John of the Cross, so most people, unfortunately, don't know about the immense impact the angels have in our lives. Actually, our spiritual life is unthinkable, would not really exist without the help and the support of the angels. And we can easily uh, prove that uh, with uh, the doctors of the church and the tradition of the church and the fathers of the church. But unfortunately, it's not very known today, and the reason... Um, why we are in this special battle, it seems now is getting worse and worse, the culture, also the church is in a great crisis, I believe. And one reason among others is certainly we lost this link to the angels. Losing the link to the angels means losing an important link to grace, to God and the Blessed Mother. Yeah, I believe that's very true. Um, it, interesting you mentioned the consecration to um, St. Michael. Uh, my parish did this this morning. We had a procession out to a, we have a nine foot statue of St. Michael outside. Uh, and we had a procession and then uh, we did the dedication right. and the blessing of the statue. And then we did a consecration of the whole parish to St. Michael. So I, I thank you for mentioning that. No, that is very, very important. Uh, the consecration, so the consecration, we really declare we take more refuge and we entrust the parish now to St. Michael, and by this opening of ourselves, then St. Michael can really more intervene in the life of the parish and uh, with each individual parishioner. But the important thing is always, therefore, when we do consecrations, we have consecration of the guardian angel, and all the holy angels, and even a, a consecration of expiation, important is here really to cultivate this devotion that this consecration can be lived on a daily basis. So this is always the most important, the act of consecration, and then that we live it out. The whole thing is, is a federal message too, you know, the consecration, but we need to live it out. If we don't live it out, uh, the graces cannot be given as God wishes to give them. Yes. You know, it's funny. We pray the St. Michael prayer every day after Mass. Um, uh, that's great. That's what St. Paul II actually recommended. Yeah. yeah, but there's a great pushback, you know. Uh, there's a lot of pushback against all things mystical and uh, supernatural, so it's not easy. But I'll tell you, I was ordained on July uh, 26th, 
in 2014. And on my second anniversary, uh, July 26, 2016, um, there was a priest in France that was executed at the altar while he was saying mass. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this. I remember this, yes. It's a, yeah, uh, and I remember thinking uh, it, was my, it was my two-year anniversary of being a priest, and I thought, my gosh, they're killing priests in first world countries during the Mass. And so on that mm -hmm. day when Father Jacques Hamel was killed, slain, I said, today we begin the St. Michael prayer after every Mass, because look at the times we're living in. And, the, you know, the parishioners, they had no argument with it. They said, you're right. Uh, we don't want somebody to march in here and, and kill you during Mass. So we've been doing it ever since, and um, I think it makes a huge difference in the parish. I think so, too. Uh, uh, if <clears throat> there are certain elements, you know, of this consecration, and uh, that we are willing to spread this devotion as you do, and then also this constant gratitude uh, towards the angels, and this draws new graces down. On, on, on the parish, on, on the whole world, not just on us, but on the whole world and the whole church. So, Father, what can you tell us about this movie? The movie, I think, um, I didn't see the English version. Um, uh, Oscar Delgado is the producer. He uh, sent me a link to, um, uh, to the Polish original version. So now there's a real English version. And I really like the movie. It's very inspiring, very well done. It's very solid. So you have a bishop in there. You have several priests who give testimony. You have lay people who experience uh, in their own lives, you know, in, 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 in a state of great trouble and uh, oppression at the sudden help of St. Michael. Then uh, you have all these monuments of uh, shrines all around Europe especially which really gives witness to the deep faith of the people uh, of ancient times, of former times. And uh, the background, all this together taken, uh, gives a real, very good, uh, impresses very much devotion to St. Michael and encourages to trust our lives more to him. Because he's the, really the arch strategist, the captain of God, who leads the angels, the heavenly host, uh, into our lives, uh, in, uh, in order to defend us. Without the angels, according to God's design, we are really helpless. We are defenseless without them. But that's how God ordered it in his government of the world. He gave the defense and protection of humanity, also enlightenment and so on, over to the government of the angels, as Thomas Aquinas says. God created everything, but then he gave everything over to the government, to the administration of the angels. And he mentions here, the physical creation and all rational beings. So we are the rational beings. So everything he gives over to the angels. Of course, they all rely on God's grace and they always see the face of the Father 100% absolutely, every angel. But on the other side, they are also oriented towards us in order then to bring us the will of God and uh, the wisdom of God to us. And all this is motivated by profound love for us. Yeah, the love of God. Yeah, he does. The the Lord has such a um, a different way of doing things than people. Have you noticed? Yes. <laughs> people generally My want to contain. Yes. <laughs> people, uh, by and large, generally want to control all the power for themselves once they get power. Yeah. And the Lord, being the source of all power, uh, 
desired that it would be shared and that it would be distributed and that the grace would be extended out to the angels, to Our Lady, to St. Joseph, to so many uh, different beings that he wants to, he, he really truly is a family and he wants the family to all work together. And I was teaching this on Tuesday Absolutely. on the show about how every, every, not just every person, but all of creation really has the angels uh, assigned to different components. Um, every parish has an angel. Every church has an angel. Every city, every nation. All the planets have angels that, that watch over them. Um, I think that the general population, the public, even Catholics, have very little idea of how much uh, big a role the angels play. Yes, there's a huge lack of knowledge, and that's always the first thing we need to know. But once we know, we must not remain just at a level of admiration of as spectators, but then we must engage. So what's now uh, the, the lesson for me when I know these angels have this big role towards me and my salvation and for the whole church? For example, the Catechism says, the whole life of the church benefits from the mysterious and powerful help of the angels, the whole life. That means liturgy, the Pope, the bishops, the priests, uh, the faithful, family life, everything that has anything to do with, uh, with spirituality, with relationship to God, is somehow or benefits from the mysterious and powerful help of the angels. And of course, the devil, he knows that. And uh, as in the beginning with Adam and Eve, he wants us to mistrust God and his plan. He, he wants to teach us that when we are not in control, we lose something. And he said, you need to be in control. Uh, don't give it all to God because you will lose your freedom. It's the opposite. When yeah. we want to control things and have it our own way, we lose our dignity as children of God. And this is the big step we must make, really this total surrender to God and his plan, and the angels are here, give us the light and the strength to do it. Absolutely. And there's so many examples of, personal examples in my life, in the life of people I know, of people I've met, uh, both on pilgrimages, uh, particularly in Medjugorje, there seems to be so many um, miraculous events that happen at the hands of angels where people literally will say there's one story I, I've shared with many times on this station um, about two women who wanted to visit a, a friend who was a priest in Italy but he was very sick and he was kind of quarantined this is before COVID and he was uh, at his monastery and wasn't really receiving any guests but they had really a, a heart uh, piercing to go and visit him so the one said to the other, well, let's tell our guardian angels to go and tell him we're coming so that he can prepare to see us. And then they got in the car and drove, you know, whatever, 10 hours to get to the monastery in Italy. And they pulled up and it was early morning, sunrise. And when they pulled up to the monastery at the gates, outside the gates of the monastery was the priest sitting in a wheelchair. And they pulled up and said, Father, what are you doing outside? And he says, well, your angels told me you were coming and to come and prepare to meet you. So here I am. <laughs> and when people hear these stories, they go, that's impossible. I said, "How? why is that impossible? God made everything out of nothing. Why is that impossible? And when you think about it, it's not impossible. It just, it, you have to have faith. And if you're operating in response to an inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course he's going to do it. Absolutely. Now, uh, Father Pius is a super example. He said, this is the time of the angels. And to every spiritual directee he had, 
he said, send me your angel, send me your guardian angel when you have a message. And he would sit there every day and would attend the angels, the, the various guardian angels of his protégés, uh, who then would deliver a message from his spiritual uh, child. And people were looking at him. He, they saw him dealing with something, but they couldn't see the angels, of course. So it is absolutely possible, but we need to have faith and this um, self-renunciation, you know, that we let our own concepts go and really uh, uh, immerse ourselves in the supernatural world that surrounds us, this invisible world, which in a certain sense more real and uh, then the visible world. We are so much attached to our senses, and that is our problem. We need to detach ourselves, and we cannot be close to the angels and grace if we are not detaching ourselves from the things of the world. As long as we absorb in the world, we cannot have a truly deep spiritual life and these deep mystical experiences which God wants to give to every believer. Every believer is called to have such experiences in order that we can draw more to God with all our beings. But the basic reason is really we must work more for our own conversion. That means we must, must to deny ourselves the things of the world. We cannot live like everybody else in the world. We cannot have television, uh, soccer, and all these things uh, just besides and just a little bit uh, besides a little bit prayer. We will never enter the spiritual life with all our being. We will be very much on the surface and will always have a hard time really uh, to embrace our faith and live it to the full. Yeah, if you're doing, if you're living your faith correctly, it's going to be difficult. I, th I yes. seem to recall somebody named Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Right. So. The angel of Fatima <laughs> gives us a perfect example of how to ascend this path uh, to union with God. The first apparition was about prayer. Prayer of reparation. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you as pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. The second was sacrifice of reparation. Make of everything you can a sacrifice. So if we want to live the Christian life to the full, we must be able to say, when I walk into the department store and I see something, oh, I would like it, you know, I must be able to say, no, I don't buy it. I don't really need it. I give the money to the poor, do something more useful with it. We need to be able to have this freedom. As long as we walk in and say, I like it, I get it, I go to the fridge, I like it, I get it, and we do not make these little sacrifices. We are very much immersed, absorbed in our sensual life. And this is a real obstacle in order to, uh, why do the, 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 the desert fathers, no? or why in, in Lent we speak about Daniel, why could he see had these visions, you know, because he was fasting, he was denying himself all these things. Not that we, that we don't need to do vigorous fasting, but we need to be able to do little sacrifices on a daily basis. This paves the way, way for life with the angels, for life in growth, tremendous growth in grace, and then it's like we get free, we expand, and the divine power can really enter our souls, and then we can be a light to the world. But we are lacking this today in our world. We don't have enough Catholics who really are light, and therefore we lose members. Uh, young people, 70-80% of youths who actually grew up Catholic, they walk away from the faith because we are not this light anymore, and it's 
really we have to regain that through real prayer, through sacrifice, through Eucharistic adoration, and drawing and doing all this in union with Our Lady and the Holy Angels. Father, how many years now have you been teaching about the angels or giving retreats about angels? Um, I started in 2004, 2004, okay. 2005. So you're all coming up on 20 years soon. Um, yes, what's the I have one... 20 years of priesthood. Oh, good. congratulations. Thank you. So uh, for the people listening on, on Radio Maria right now, what, what's the, if you had to really, what's the main message you want to give them about the angels? The main message is uh, see the angels what they really are from God's view. The angels are a real gift to us. So I have my guardian angel, so God really gives me a great gift for, uh, that I can reach heaven, that I can live this life in a God-willed way. And the greatest gift is the Blessed Trinity, the Eucharist, the Blessed Mother, but then the angels and the communication of grace. The source of our grace is God. Our Lady, she is the mediator of our graces for very good reasons. But then it goes down to the angels, the actual graces. So all the enlightenment of faith, and Thomas Aquinas says, the angels do not only enlighten us in regards to what is to be believed, but also in regards to what is to be done. So they're like a companion, like a good parent who is 24-7 at our side. And because he introduces how he leads us into the supernatural life that means super means beyond our natural powers we cannot make an act of faith without first just receiving the grace to make this supernatural act super means beyond our natural powers and in order that we can live the supernatural life that we can enter the supernatural atmosphere that surrounds us we need the divine assistance as thomas aquinas is out and this divine assistance is given to us by god through the ministry of the angels and that's the reason why the Catechism says that human life is from its beginning and the death surrounded by the angels' watchful care and decision. So every moment, every second, from our conception until death, we are surrounded by angels because they have a mission taught us, and it's exactly what I expressed already, that they enlighten us, they strengthen us, and you can see that even with the Blessed Mother. You can see that with St. Joseph, you can see that with Jesus, an angel came to Gethsemane to strengthen him. It is real. Our Lord in his humanity, he was so burdened with all our sins that he prayed, Father, take away this chalice. But the Father didn't take away this chalice. He sent the angels to strengthen him. And then our Lord in his humanity could go to the cross and save us. So even here, our Lord made himself dependent on the strengthening of an angel. As in the beginning, he made himself dependent, the incarnation dependent on the yes of the Blessed Mother. And then in Gethsemane, he made himself dependent on an angel. And that is a tremendous uh, mystery for me. That's one of the most amazing passages in Holy Scripture. So, uh, therefore, knowing all this, yes, we need to draw to the angel. They are our friends. We can communicate with them as with a friend, talk to them like a friend, based on love and then really talking our day over with them and allowing themselves to influence us so we need to be docile that's the point not just angel help me doing this and this and this help me to find my my car my sock or whatever help me to find a parking spot yes this is all good but then we need to be open angel god 
Blessed Mother, what do you want me to do today? This is the question God and the angels waiting for. And this opens us now for God's will. We do not just pray to the angels, you know, give me what I want, protection, security, and all the things. It's not bad. But the real thing is, I want to open myself to God. And even it may be something that goes contrary my inclination. And that is our conversion. That is what brings light into this world. Then the angels find a door and a gate to enter and actively intervene, not only in my life, but in my surroundings. We are really the gate for the angels to enter into this world, that they can intervene and overcome the evil in the world. Yeah, basically, we, want, we should be praying every day to asking them to help make me a saint, you know? Yes, absolutely. That, that, that they would we lead us where we yet. need to lead us where we need to be and keep us away from the places we shouldn't be. Um, right. Years ago, I was on a pilgrimage in Rome with two uh, sisters from Poland, Benedictines, beautiful sisters, and they, the, their whole, uh, the number one thing they wanted to do was meet Pope John Paul II, and they didn't have any connections, but they were convinced they were going to meet him, and they just kept praying. And they also, you know, of course, uh, asking the angels to make the connections and all that. And every day we'd come back and we'd gather at the end of the day and, and we'd say, well, do you, are you any closer? And they'd say, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and then the second day before the end of the, the pilgrimage, um, they were walking through the streets of Rome and a stranger walked up to them and said, I have two tickets to a, a visitation with the Holy Father. Would you like these? Of course, they said, yes, of course we want these. And they were given the tickets, and then the person just kind of went away and disappeared in the crowd. When they went to meet the Holy Father, they were, everyone was told, do not speak to him. He's just going to give you a general blessing, and then you will be you know, escorted out. And uh, it came time to uh, for this meeting among this large group, and... Uh, and in the middle of, as soon as he finished blessing them, they cried it, oh, Papa, in Polish. And he says, are you Polish? Sisters, come, 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 come up. And of course, he went up <laughs> hugging them, and they're kissing him, and they spent about 10 minutes with him. And so they came back that day and said, uh, yes, God arranged everything, and we got to meet the Holy Father, and it was wonderful. But that's the kind of uh, letting go and letting God do what he wants to do that most people don't, don't realize they can do. Right, because they abandon themselves to God's providence. They don't. Uh, they, they don't want to control everything. They just trust, and God yeah. always, when our intention is pure, He will answer that with an overwhelming response. Father, it's been so good to have you on. We're just about out of time. Thank you for being with us. Would you give us your blessing? Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael, and all the holy angels. May the Mother God bless you, protect you, enlighten you, strengthen you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Wolfgang. It's wonderful for you to Thank be you with so us. Thank you so much, Father Dan, for having me. It was a You're pleasure. welcome. This is Father Dan yeah. signing off.